0: Dr. Montessori herself. Um, this picture of her. For those of you who don't know who Dr. Montessori is, she was a genius, you might say. Um, she was the first female doctor in Italy around the turn of the century. And her story is so great. And some really talented person is gonna write the book and make a movie. Maybe that's one of you. Um, she's kind of like the Oprah of her time. If Oprah was like a super doctor. Um, She had, like, a radio show that was all over the world, and, you know, she, she really was an advocate for children and world peace through children. So she had this, she had these huge ideas that were very different than traditional education, and she has this knack for really taking every conventional idea that you might have and turning it upside down and making you think about it really differently. So freedom and discipline is really the context of how we talk about setting limits with children in a Montessori context, in a human development context. Montessori is more than just a method of education. It's a way of life. It's a a way of thinking about things. Um, and I still learn more every day, and every time I give this talk, I review my materials, and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, and this, oh, and that, and there's more, and there's more, and there's more. So this is a big one, and, you know, how we think about freedom and discipline really it impacts the way we raise our children as parents and teachers potentially more than anything else. It influences every decision we make, every interaction that we have, the way we see our children as good or bad, you know? Arguably, it's the most fundamental part of what we do. And it's really the reason why every talk I give, even when it's about math, it, it always ends up coming back to this conversation. And it's probably, you know, this word, on the description of the talk maybe why you're here. (laughs) Um, I know that if you put toileting or discipline, uh, parents show up for that. (laughs) Leave a little bit, but, um, because it's so hard, right? We're, we we don't all have these really great models for how to do this really hard thing, and we have these ideas of what we think we're supposed to do. So, discipline. Just, you know, popcorn style. What comes to your mind? When tantrums. W- tantrums. Strict. Foundries,
1: strict. Disciple.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I've come before. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? No. No. Structure. Rules. Rules. <coughs> Time out. Time out. Discipline. How about, you need to discipline your child. Oh, wow. You need to discipline them. How about that?
1: Make act right.
0: Yeah. That child needs discipline. How about that? So, and that, that mindset of thinking about discipline as this thing that you do... To a child, right? That's kind of the traditional model. Is some it's an it's something that the it's external, right? It's something that an adult or an outside force applies to a child. You're applying discipline. You're you're in charge. You're doing it. They're passive, right? So Maria Montessori has really different ideas about that, and it's interesting. I mean, somebody said disciple. Um, the word. Discipline is linked to education, it's linked to disciple, it's linked to um, discern, right? It's linked to the idea of learning, of development, of growth. Um, and those are things that are a process, right? An internal process. So we can, if we if we dig a little deeper into the word discipline, we can get to the idea of inner discipline and it's easier when you think about self-discipline self-discipline is like that's a skill right that's a capacity that develops over time and it's built in us we all have a seed in us that's meant to grow into whatever the discipline of who we are is supposed to be so it's not something someone else can do to us right it has to come from within you always have a choice, you know? Even if you're being forced to do something, you could say no and just deal with whatever happens. So we, we want to rethink of the way we're trying to support these children. So if someone else is always telling you what to do and you're passive, you're not going to have the opportunity to practice doing what you need to do. So self-discipline is associated with liberty, right? So to have self-discipline, you also have to have um, independence. You also have to have liberty to practice working towards self-discipline, right? So there's a lot to independence, and I do a whole other talk all about independence, but I'm gonna unpack some of independence for you, because it's really related to freedom. So we can think about discipline as um, a process of coming to know, a process of attaining self-discipline, that it's something that children get better and better and better and better at, right? Rather than something that we do to them. So we want to get away from thinking about it as punitive. And then, the flip side of that, oh, let me see if I can do this right, freedom, okay, popcorn, so what comes to your mind when you think of freedom? Independence. Independence, love it.
1: Janice
0: Joplin. Janice Joplin. Choice. <laughs> <laughs> Choice. Choice. Space space alone time, time. so sound, sound like a parent <laughs> 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 so you know the traditional ideas of freedom in our culture in the United States of America is about release of oppression you know when oppression is gone that's freedom you have the freedom to do whatever you want right that's kind of how we think about freedom here. Like, woohoo, let's rock out, you know? Like, no rules, you know? That's kind of like, that's at least how my teenager thinks about freedom. <laughs> um, not deeply, I think, you know? But so, a monastery turns that idea upside down too, that freedom, true, real freedom, is is also a process, right? Just like self-discipline, there's there's the inner discipline that we call self-discipline that's reflected in the outer discipline, right? When you have self-discipline, when you have inner discipline, then, then only then can you see it from the outside. It has to start from the inside. That's outer discipline. So inner freedom is the same, right? Inner freedom is a process develops internally and then you can see it on the outside and inner freedom is the capacity to make a choice and not just make a choice make the right choice make the choice to get you where you want to go wherever that is to set a goal and get there that's what true freedom is so and that, that's that's it that really you know blew my mind when I started thinking about these things when I was in training, like, wow, I didn't think about that. you know, that freedom is up to me, you know, like my life and my choices have to do with <coughs> all these things that had to be in place for me to get there. So if it's a process, it needs to be supported, right? By the people around us making development happen in the healthy way. So That's where independence comes in. You can't be truly free to make your own choices, set your own goals, and actually get there. That's a really hard thing to do, right? When you really think about that, you know, if you're just, if you have the freedom to do whatever you want, you know, that's not the same thing as becoming who you really wanna be. That's much harder, right? So it starts, The first thing you need for independence so that you can have true freedom, right? First thing you need for independence is liberty. And freedom and liberty get really mixed up in our culture also. Let me go to the next slide, I think I have some. Um, Liberty can be associated more with permission, right? Um, Being allowed, having the freedom to do whatever you need to do as an independent person. So let me go backwards. Independence, anybody want to define independence? What does it mean to be independent? It means to be self-driven and
1: self-motivated and
0: to choose awesome. things on your own. It means to be able to do something without the help of others, right? You can do this without the help of others. That's what independence is. You're not necessarily independent with everything. No one is, right? But you have to have the freedom to be independent with certain things to be able to even try. Right? So like, for example, you know, I could live in a country where women aren't allowed to drive. It's not because I can't drive. I know how to drive, you know, but I don't have the liberty to do it. This, this is a big one that we get in the way of with children liberty. We are constantly taking their liberties away, because it's convenient for us. Um, and this, I mean, this is, this is the big one when, when we say, slow down, right? Because when you are going too fast, you are robbing your child of the opportunity to be independent. And it seems crazy, right? It seemed crazy to me, but like really and truly, they need the opportunity to take a really long time to put their shoes on. Like really, this is like fundamental to true freedom. So this is this is part of it, liberty, right? I'm gonna try not to get stuck on independence for too long. But then you need liberty, you need skills for independence. That's the other part. You need skills, you know? You need to be able to put your shoes on. Just because I let you put your shoes on doesn't mean you can. You know, just because I'm allowed to drive, doesn't mean I know how. Or maybe like, you know, no one's stopping me from changing my oil, but I don't know how, you know? (laughs) I mean, I can probably figure that out, but, you know, know, I'm dependent on someone else to do many things for me. You know, we all have these things. So we want to give our children not only the freedom, the liberty, the permission, the time to actually practice doing things. We want to support them building their skill set. And this is so important, you know? There's so many reasons why this is so important. It's important for cognitive development, it's important for self-confidence, being able to do things. Competency is what builds confidence. It's not because your mom loves you and tells you she loves you and you feel loved by your family. That's not why you feel confident. You feel confident because you can do things and you know you can. And when you can do things for other people, that's when you really feel confident. So you need three things. You need liberty to do things, and adults really have to work at getting out of the way. You need skills to do things, so you need the opportunity to practice doing them. You need someone to show you the ways to do them, right? To help you build that. And then you need the will to do them. That's the third thing. And that's the thing that you can't give your child. That has to come from them, you know? And... When you see that spark in your child, I want to do it. I'm sure you see it all the time. I do it. I do it. Right? And they these things, you know, that they do it. You know, I mean, I've seen children put <laughs> their shoes on, take them off. Put their shoes on, take them off. Put their shoes on, take them off. And you're like, why would you do that? You're going <laughs> to leave. You know,
1: You've got to
0: go. And you're just doing this over and over that's the will, right? Like that's a beautiful moment, you know, when, when they are driven to grow, you know? So when you see the, the light of the will, that's the will, you know, when people tell me, oh, she's really strong willed, you know, what I hear is, oh, she doesn't really have any limits, you know? (laughs) Oh, she's all, you know, that like, she's, she's driven by her senses, right? Or, or heat or whatever, you know? I mean, a, a really strong will that, that, that's a wonderful thing, and you want to cultivate that give that, you know, space to grow. So these are the three things you need for independence, the will to do things, the skills to do things, and the freedom, the liberty to do things. That's how you become independent, and independence is essential for true freedom, which don't we all want for our children. So, it seems really obvious, you know, um, in nature, right, like... We nurture plants, you know, as best we can to unfold into the way that they're meant to be right. And all people are the same way and we have to recognize, you know, when they're different, they have an inner, like an inner discipline, an inner set of rules that we need to nourish so that they can flower, you know, following their development. And sometimes their natural development doesn't look like what we thought we planted. You know, we thought we planted roses and what's growing is a sunflower, which is really beautiful in its own way, but it may not be what we were expecting, you know, and that's when we need to check ourselves, you know, and like, am, am I, am I pushing my ideas and my expectations on this child's inner discipline, you know, because that, that's an important thing to notice and that's when our expectations get you know checked and we can become really impatient or um, you know all those things so that's kind of the theory for you to like hold in your brain about freedom and discipline you know that it's it's we're trying to create children who have the capacity for self-discipline so that they can attain true freedom and one of the ways that we support that, and one of the biggest ways we support that, other than all the things I talked about, is with limits, right? So, you know, it doesn't mean give your child the freedom to just do whatever they want all the time, right? That would be crazy, you know? Like, you water the plant, you know, you give it really good compost, you compare the soil, you make sure the setting is just right, you know? You don't just, like, throw the seed, like, out on the street you know it's not gonna grow so we do the same things and the limits are like you know they're like the road that keeps the child on track you know like here's here's where you're growing you're growing within this space i think you know it's like the river it's like the banks of a river like the life the vital life force is just moving through and we're trying to steer it we're trying to keep it in a safe place so that all sounds really great, right? You're all on board with that. Anybody have any questions about that? So this is the, kind of the, back, the background part, the theory, so that when I give you these tools, they're easier to own. Um, so we can come back to that, if you have any questions. So this is always important to remember. People are always asking me things about this. Um, limits. The guidelines for limits, are, um, you know, they depend. It depends. You know, limits are to keep people safe, right? That's the goal, security. They're safe. Um, And they are, they change depending on your level of independence and your capacity for freedom, right? Like, you know, some children can handle a lot of freedom. Some children need a lot less and some children all children really go through phases where you give them a lot of freedom and then you rein it in because they couldn't handle it you know it's that like that saying you give them just enough rope to hang themselves with (laughs) not to hang themselves with you know like just enough to push their edge right you that's up to you so you have to be really watching and paying attention like maybe they are ready to you know walk to the mailbox and check the mail you know are they going to run in the street you know, maybe I'm not, you know, maybe you, you know, you still need whatever, you know, you need the baby gate, right? At some point you don't need the baby gate. You know, when your child's five, you can probably go up and down the stairs. So you have to check yourself like, am I holding them back by not allowing the freedom? You know, this is a big issue with parents today because we're all so scared, you know, we're all so freaked out and scared. You know, not enough time in nature is a huge, 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 huge problem. Because of this, right? There's no, you know, there's there's just not children playing in the neighborhoods like there used to be. It's a playdate culture, you know, right? Like when I was a kid, we just we just went outside, you know. Anyway, that's a different issue. But you 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 want it's if you want to be checking yourself, making sure that you're giving them more and more freedom as they can handle it and then limits change right depending on where you are it's about the context so what's safe and in, in your backyard when you're with your child may not be safe on the playground at school it may not be safe at the park you know it might be that you have that you're like oh yeah this is something that you can do when i'm with you you know but when you're in this other place that changes you know so those are things for you to keep in mind when you're trying to figure out the right limits for your family. Uh, has anyone seen this before? Yes. Um, so this is a really a really this is a really easy way to think about parenting. Um, and so you can see there's warmth and control on each axis, right? So high warmth high control, low warmth, low control, all these different things. So, right, really bad would be like, definitely low warmth, low control, like what's happening there? You know, that's, <laughs> that's just neglect, you know? That's generally not an issue we have here at this school, you know, but, um that's associated with very negative outcomes we all know that right very negative and you know I could break out the statistics but you know probably we're all much more familiar with authoritarian and permissive parenting and we may have even had a little bit of a mix as we were growing up which is either really 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 high control but not a lot of warmth that's authoritarian right kind of military family right like Not a a lot of hugs and kissing, lots of rules, you know, that's associated with poor outcomes, too. Those are the kids who um, experience depression and lots of mental health issues, you know. So warmth is really important. Um, Then, you know, and I feel like in Austin, Texas, in my experience, and I will myself admit to being one of these parents, a reformed, permissive parent, um, high warmth. And low control, right? This is what I see happening a lot. I mean, we're just so afraid to say no. I see so many parents who are just so afraid to be the mean parent, right? And just hard line, you know? It's like, and they certainly wouldn't want to do it while someone else is watching. You know? Because, ooh, that lady's mean. You know? Poor kids. So we just, and, I, and it's I think In my experience, it's because, you know, the pendulum has swung so far. You know, like, we, we experience that. We don't want our children to experience that. But permissive parenting is also associated with very negative outcomes. You know, those are the children that end up in jail or the hospital. It's true, you know? I mean, if you don't experience limits, you know, I mean, if you don't learn that there are limits and there are lots of people and you see them you know, who don't know about limits and they're in trouble, you know. So we don't want to do that. So we want to do authoritative parenting. That's the goal. Authoritative parenting. High warmth and high control. So (coughs) like I did not grow up with that. Like maybe, maybe I should give my mom more credit. But (laughs) you know, my dad was he was a coach, you know, he was very authoritarian, you know. And I feel like maybe my mom was trying to make up for that. She was like all warmth, you know, I would go to her to get the yes, go to him to get the no. And so when, when I became a parent, those were my models, you know, so what we see a lot of time with parents is like permissive, 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 authoritarian, you know, like, and the kids are like, what, you know, like they don't know what to expect. So what does authoritative parenting look like? You know, if we've never had a model, such a good question. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> so if you're not sure, if you're, if you're not sure, just like channel your inner Mary Poppins. You know, like what would Mary Poppins do? She would be like not tolerating an ounce of BS, but like so fun.
2: <laughs> you know, and like
0: she loves you. You're singing, but you're cleaning up, right? Like you're singing and you're cleaning up. It's required, but you know that you're safe and that you're left. So that's that's the model. It's the best model that I have found to like help people be like, all oh, right, okay, I, can, I know what that looks like, you know? Um, but what does that look like coming out of your mouth? So, and you know, I've expanded this a little bit and on the back of this, Little stuff. now We're gonna go through these. These are my best tips and tools for authoritative parenting that I have worked on, and now I feel like I'm, you know, I can share them with you. So the number one, this one is so important. Really, do not ask permission. Please stop asking permission. You know, <clears throat> just. You gotta take that "Uh out of your voice, you know. (laughs) Will you
2: put your shoes on? Will you put your shoes on, honey? No,
0: no way! Like, are you joking? Like, you know, are you ready to go? You know, if you make it a question, you you need to be ready for the answer. You need to be prepared for the answer to be either way. I mean. We're talking about a person who is in the sensitive period for the development of the will, which we know is so important, right? We just talked about how important the will is. You can't give people the will to do things, right? That comes from them. You have to protect that. It's so important. If you ask them a question and they say no, you need to honor it. You know, otherwise you are like dashing their will, right? So if it's not a question, if it's a directive, make it a directive, you know? Sit down. Just, you know, it's amazing actually. It's amazing. You know, if you just tell people to do things, how often they'll do them. You know, it goes back to independence. And this 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 is gonna go further and deeper. And usually I talk about this when I talk about independence, but to be able to follow your own inner discipline, to be able to follow direction, to be able to follow your own direction comes from the ability to follow somebody else's direction first, right? So that sounds kind of crazy, but it's really true. Like if you can't, if you literally can't do what someone else is directing you to do, then you can't do what you're directing yourself to do. You're just being pulled by your senses, right? It's just impulses. That's not like making a choice and deciding to do it. So when children are... Practicing, I mean, they need opportunities to develop the will too, right? Their own intrinsic desires, but they do need the capacity to follow direction. So, and what you find is eventually people figure that out. You know, large groups of people, right, take direction. And the problem with human beings is really not that we aren't obedient, you know, it's that we are very obedient, too obedient often. And we will, we'll, so many people will get to that second level of independence where really they can only do what other people tell them to do. And they look for a leader, a charismatic leader, and then they do what they tell them to do, right? It's why all the horrible things in the world have ever happened, and many horrible things have happened. So it's shocking, and th- and this is something to know as a Montessori teacher, like once you have the children, you have them, you know, and it's your work to give them the space, right? I mean, I, I could, there's been times when I could walk into a room, like I could say right now, stand up. And if I was strong about it, you would stand up, right? Like, you know, like if you, if you talk to children and you're clear and you're brief and you're direct, they will do things, you know? You just have to say it strong and, and clear with short words. So take the question out of your voice, make it a directive, right? That'll save you so much conflict you know once i started doing that when i was like oh i'm not actually asking a question right now i'm setting myself up for a conflict you know once you get into a pattern of conflict with your child it takes a long time to resolve that so do you encourage like please sit here mm-hmm. um no.
1: just sit here mm-hmm. yeah just sit here i have a questioner. question on you can sit here direction.
0: Yeah, yeah. Choice yeah.
1: and direction. Because I think I gave my first child so much choice that she felt like
0: she was in control, and I didn't have enough direction.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So what... I mean, what? so... And I have another handout about this. So, okay. <laughs> I, I was, this was purple, or I would have made a copy. So, choices are, are you know... Part of that I usually talk about during positive phrasing, too, but I was thinking I should add tip number eight. Um, so that's it. <coughs> all the time right with a child who is they're not they don't want to do it right you're like sit down or you can sit down and they're like no <laughs> and you're like um do you want to sit down by yourself or do you want me to help you so you're powering them right you only want to give them two options um I'll just sit down this. but you're yeah giving,
1: you're giving them a say in whether they sit down.
0: Right. Whether they, but sit, down how they choice, sit down. Still how is it how they sit down. They sit down. They're, they're sitting down. down no matter what. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, gonna do it themselves or are going to sit
0: down together? Yes. <laughs> so it's not a world will so you're just Yeah, this isn't a choice, right? Like or like it's time to leave. Yeah. Get your lunchbox. box. Oh, we can leave now in 5 minutes. Right. So, it's safe do you want to walk to the, the car by yourself? It helps. Or do you want me to help you? know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll go by myself then. You uh-huh. know? Nine times out of ten. You know? <coughs> so this is this is our guidelines on choices right here. Never give a choice on an issue that might cause a problem for you or anyone else. Right? So like, if the answer is no, don't ask. That's not a choice. For each choice, give only two options. Either of which will be okay with you. Um, if the child doesn't decide in 10 seconds, decide for him or her. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, like your you give them a choice. over. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm making the choice. Sometimes I'll ask them twice. Um, you know, slightly clearer, you uh-huh. know? Only give choices that fit with your value system, so that's pretty obvious, right? Here's some examples. Would you like to wear your coat or carry it? Are you going to clean the garage now or mow the lawn this week? Will you have these chores done tomorrow? Or you do you need an extra day? Are you I'm having doing. peas or carrots? Mm-hmm. Are you going to bed now or after story time? Yeah. You know? Can you stay with us and stop that? Or do you need to leave for a while and come back when you are ready? That's a big one, we could talk about that more. Um, Isn't it it
2: so that when they're younger um, that they tend to remind the last thing that you said? So I, I think that's the difference now when I see with Senna, she's four and when she was two because it helped during her years of when she was two a lot to give her Two options, which where she felt like, oh, I'm in control. I'm like, yeah, you're in control. I'm completely fine with that. But it also mm-hmm. helped saying the the last thing that normally what I said that was the thing that she, she most of choose. the time choose. I think because she also forgot. I think <laughs> what the first she said. Yeah, but that yeah. changes when they're older, of course. But I think especially when they're younger, I think that's. Mm-hmm.
1: What sticks? Right, right. Research and we'll talk more about that, that. that. The second
2: choice is the one. I actually did a little experimenting yeah. at home with my husband. <laughs> 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 That's not only oh, two-year-old.
0: I didn't think I was scared of that. When you always. were saying that, <laughs> I was saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the second one yeah. too. Right. Well, I can, okay. Well, it's for all five adults. that might be good words. Right, even adults. Even adults, yeah. So
2: yeah.
0: And we'll talk more about words. That might be the next one. What's the next one? But yeah, don't ask permission. You can give choices for sure. Um, consistency. This one's so hard, you know? And just like, you know, like, it's so much easier said than done. Like, we're like, be consistent. Are you consistent? Be consistent. And like, it's so hard, but it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. It really does. If you have a goal for something to happen in your family, if you're really consistent about it, if you're like, this is a goal, I'm gonna concentrate on it, it will happen because you'll be consistent about it, right? You have to be conscious about it. You know, you probably have things that you are consistent about that you don't realize because they're so intrinsic to your value system, you know, that you, your child knows that that's just not going to happen or it is going to happen every time because you're so consistent about it. So I just want to point that one out because I feel like it's so, it's so easier, so much easier said than done. It's the kind of thing. Every book says, oh, consistency, consistency, but like, no, really. And also it's so hard. So like give yourself a break and also know it's going to be really hard work and you're going to have to think really consciously if you want to pull this thing off that you're trying to do, which is human development for peace.
1: So human development for peace.
0: Human development for peace, you know. It's a big deal. Um, yeah. words. Fewer words. Fewer words, you know, and we are already talking about that. Um I see adults just explaining. Just you know, it's not going in. Just know it's not going it's in. Like Charlie Brown,
1: wah wah, 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 you. Wah, yeah. wah, <laughs> wah wah, wah. <laughs>
0: Like, like they might be like absorbing some vocabulary, but like, like whatever content you're trying to deliver, like you've lost them, you know. Especially for children under six, you know. Once they're once they're older, then you you do you want to explain, you want to reason, you want to like talk it out. Like, well, what would happen? What's, what would happen if you never cleaned your room? Let's talk about what would, you just like get really elaborate with them, right? You do not want to do that with the first plane child. That's what we've called them in Montessori zero to six. You you do not want to do that. Like they'll just, they'll blow their mind. They won't hear anything you say, right? You want to be true and brief, right? True and brief as little words as possible. And it could even just be, you know, nonverbal cues. Sometimes, you know, you can actually communicate. They understand so much that's nonverbal. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like this thing along today. <laughs> Do I need to say? Do I need to go over there and say anything? No, they knew, they knew, they got it, they got the message. So if you're explaining, 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 they're you're just their attention span. It's not going to be there. They're not going to get it. And they're they don't have a reasoning mind, right? At this age, under uh, younger than six, they are building the capacity to reason, right? It's that argument of like, don't use a tool until it's made. And it's really confusing, right? And this is where you get into that territory of negotiating. So um, you you really don't want to negotiate with a young child. Like, this is not a democracy. You're in charge, you know? And you need to establish that. And if that's not established, you need to work on that now because it's going to come back later really strong. Um, <laughs> but right now, for them, you know, the way they think is they're just trying to absorb the context of the world at this age. You know, we call the we call this the in the Montessori theory, we call this the time of the absorbent mind. And so the young child from zero to six has this amazing special capacity to absorb everything around them. No monastery talk is complete without a little talk about the absorbent mind, okay? So if you haven't heard about the absorbent mind, I'm gonna give you a little bit about it. So it's, they, they, they can absorb, you see it, the most obvious place to understand the absorbent mind is the capacity for language development, right? Like you don't, you don't tell your child how to make the sounds. They just talk, right? They just absorb it. They're absorbing everything about culture, everything about culture, all the time. They're just absorbing it, absorbing it. There's no judgment, and there's no question of why things are the way they are. Why do we speak English instead of this other language? Not when you're four, not when you're two. This is just what we do. This is just what we do every day, all the time. What, 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 what? It's about context, you know? It's not until later that then it's why, 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 why. And, that, and then you want to start answering that question. But it's, until they, yeah. Is
1: the reason that none of the children I see are like, why is Maria talking to you?
0: Right, no one <laughs> has I ever asked that. <laughs> 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 just simply try to
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to be they don't
2: understand what you're don't.
0: saying. Yeah, the receptive language is really strong, right? <laughs> so for those of you who aren't don't know what we're talking about, uh, Maria um, is a native spanish speaker from venezuela okay. and mm-hmm. she speaks to the children only in spanish mm-hmm. and it's awesome you know their receptive language is really high some of them are starting to say things too yeah across campus i mean i
2: speak to all of them in, in uh in in spanish and they see me you know speaking in english with all the with the other teachers but the moment i see them mm-hmm. i speak with them in spanish and they try to understand you know why and sometimes you know they they do translate. Are you saying this?
0: And I just know. You know? -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're not, they're not wondering why, right? They're just taking it in. So somebody who can't ask why is not someone to make deals with, right? Even though they might
2: might see
0: Sometimes you get those really verbal kids, you know? And they're so precocious. My daughter was one of them. And you're just like, oh, we could just talk this out now. Great. So like, you know, how about I'll give you like a scoop of ice cream and then you'll just take a bath and go to bed. And they're like, yeah. Or like, if you do this (laughs) thing after school, we'll go get a treat. Mm -hmm. How many times have I heard that? You know, like, so that's a negotiation. That is a slippery slope to who is in charge. You know, that's like. And it's really, it's really hard for them, too, because it's unsettling for them. Like it's, it makes them feel more insecure because they actually don't want to be in charge. They actually want you to be in charge, and they want, you, they want to know that you are setting the limits and you got their back, right? But in the moment, they're, they want what they want, right? And if you're telling them, if you do this, I'll give you this. They're, all they're hearing is, I'll give you this, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, they're hearing that second I thing. I would reset that after it started. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're just going to have to be prepared for probably some um, complex, you know? You're going to get into that. And then you just have to be consistent, you know? And if you're consistent for long enough, but like I like to say, stop. like,
1: it's a democracy and we all vote for stuff. And then I'm like, wait a second, it's a dictatorship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as the your rules, yeah, and you want everyone to feel like good about it, but that's what I fall into that ice cream thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's it seems like it's gonna work, right? But they can't hold up their end of the bargain, like they don't have this capacity for it, mm-hmm. you know. And then if you feel if you feel disappointed, they're gonna feel that, you know.
1: I actually just had something to add on to that. Like I, I can give you an example. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We we'll wake up from nap time. We have we'll go to the toilet, and then we have our snack. Well, some kids wake up from nap. They said, "I want snack." I said, "Okay, you can have snack, but first we're gonna go to the toilet." I want snack. Sure, you can mm-hmm. have snack, mm-hmm. but first we we'll go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. And so they're hearing a yes, but they're also hearing what needs to be first. Mm-hmm. 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 So it's like kind of I don't know. lessening the the, yeah. Lessening yeah. the, the no. chance of like. You know, like, oh, okay, Okay. they hear me, they hear what I want, but this has to happen first.
2: Yeah, but I think because you're saying use less Mm -hmm. words, the only thing is when children, when they're younger and they have tantrums because they're going crazy because they want to do something, and and you're trying to say, okay, this is not safe, or no, or in a different way, no, Um, but I remember with my daughter that it helped her that I explained very shortly why... It was not something that we could do, because if I would say no or not now or whatever, she would go crazy. And if I looked her in the eye and explained to her why we didn't do that, I didn't have the tantrum. So, so I, I see that. But then I look back and think, yeah,
0: right. You know. When, you, when, you, when you're just telling them what to do, you don't want to over explain and you don't want to negotiate. But definitely, especially when they're a certain age and they don't understand, you can still use the clearest, briefest words that they'll grasp. Like, you know, children learn very young that fire will burn you, you know? And you tell them, that's hot. Right, and they get it, like you explain it, you know, like, don't touch it, it's hot, And they're like, "Got it, right? You know, so you there there are times when you do need to tell them where you can tell them why, or you have to tell them why, right? Like you are going to explain, you know, to some level, and you, you want to make it in a chunk that they can understand, the street is for cars, it's not safe. <coughs> And they'll grasp it, you know. So it's not like you don't ever explain consequences like cause and effect to them. Mm-hmm. They don't they can't they don't necessarily internalize it all the time and they don't they definitely don't understand like bigger things, you know? You have to keep it short, you know, like well, why isn't mom here? Well she had to go do this and then she had to go do that and then she got stuck at the thing, you know, they're gonna lose it, <laughs> right? Like she'll be here when she gets here. Okay. Like I can't tell you how often I say stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. Like where's my mom? She's at work. Or what time is when? What time is lunch? It's at the same time it is every day. <laughs> you know? They're like, oh, okay, cool. Got it. You know, like, it happens all the time. You know.
2: I was gonna say, I think sometimes they they want to know like what's different. They want to know. They want to be able to predict yeah. the pattern. And they're looking, they, they can't figure it out if you're saying no and don't, they're, they're wanting to know like yeah. what is missing in their brains and they're breaking down because they can't figure out why you would say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that explanation is just filling in a gap for them yeah. rather than them you know, being able to fully grasp it. Yeah. They just have a blank that they can't Brilliant. get over. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. They, they have, can't get past. They have a lot of them. That's a great <laughs> lead into um positive phrasing. Um, and next to not asking permission, this is probably the most powerful thing that I learned in the Montessori classroom is the art of saying what is instead of what isn't. And that's, I think, part of what Hedda was saying is sometimes, you know, They wanna know what is, you know, and what's not is not what is, you know, which is why when you say don't run, you know, you're not really telling them what to do. You know, you're just telling them this, like and also with the words, right? What they hear is run, right? Don't run, they hear, oh run, (laughs) you know, right? And so they they they're they're definitely gonna probably do something. You know, like so you wanna say walk, you know, let's walk together. Hey, let's practice walking. Who wants to show me how to walk safely in the classroom? I'm looking for a volunteer. Who would like to show us how to walk safely? Who's an expert at walking safely? Wow. You're, you really know how to walk safely and slowly, you know? So that's, that's another piece is, positive phrasing, I think maybe sometimes can get mixed up with um, praise, you know, and while we're here, you know, talking about discipline, we should also mention that, you know, we don't do punishments and rewards in Montessori, and that theory of that, you know, they're like, you know, like don't negotiate for treats, that doesn't mean there can't be treats, right? It doesn't mean there can't just be treats in the world, but like we don't do things for intrinsically we don't encourage that at least we try not to you know i realize that there are aspects of living in the world that are naturally you know rewarding or punishing right that does exist but we want as much as we can to protect intrinsic motivation and encourage it which doesn't mean like go so far that you don't ever tell your kid anything good because I have known some Montessori parents who are like my friends who are like, yeah, I realized I was like never saying like positive things to my kid because I was trying so hard to not praise them. Um, because praise can be like a drug, you know, like it's addicting, right? Like, um, how many times have you like, and I've seen these kids who are really in a pattern of it, who look at my picture for my picture they need me they want to show me every single time you know and they want that wow good girl you what know do, good, you like say? good dog bad dog like i a mean picture, yeah like picture. yeah because i want to encourage so the idea is encouragement okay. rather than praise okay. so you want to get away from good dog bad dog because it's instead of it's like instead of what you did like or like this thing is good your effort is good what, you know, your process, the process is good. So, like, you did a drawing and you want me to check it out. I'm like, wow, you look really happy. Looks like you really enjoyed that. What do you think about it? Or, I really like the way you put this blue line, squiggly line over here. That's really different than all the other blue squiggly lines. No, or whatever. know, <laughs> like, something specific and encouraging, you know. And you really, or maybe, like, you worked on that for so long. I mean, sometimes, if it's, sometimes I will tell them if it's be- really beautiful, how it's really beautiful, you know? Like, sometimes they're testing you, you know? Like, they'll make something not beautiful, yeah. right? And then be like, look at my drawing, <laughs> yeah. you know? And they're testing. Like, are you going to be honest, you know? So you just, you, you, you definitely want to encourage them. I'm all about high fives, right? Like, wow, awesome. You did it. You did it. That's the biggest one. Like, you did it, you made that. Wow, you made a drawing.
1: Sometimes I'll say congratulations.
0: Yeah, congratulations! Yeah, you know, especially like with art, you know, cause it's more like a product, you know? So much of the work that we do is not a product and that's why, right? Like, I encourage um, chalkboard drawing, right? That's purely for the purpose, right? You're gonna erase it, right? <clears throat> Like, it's all, it's all about the process, you know, and art is so good for them, all that fine motor, lots of concentration, it's wonderful, 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 you know, if you're doing lots of art at home, just make sure that you are not doing tons of this, you know, get kids who come in and they're really stuck doing this, they're like, they have amazing dexterity doing this, you know, and it's hard to get that pencil grip happening, just, just a little side note there on that. <laughs> But, you know, encouragement. You wanna think about encouragement. Encourage, 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 instead of praise. And I, then you'll, you'll be on track, you know? You just wanna, that's why we don't do, do grades, right? We don't do grades in Montessori, because we're not working for the A, right? We're, we're working because of the joy of work, and the process, and the love of learning that all children have. We don't want them to start doing things that we want them to do. We want them to learn to do the things that they want to do and love it, right? That's, that's, that's how we avoid all the terrible things that happen or all these people who have the capacity to make choices for themselves and choose a good leader, right? That's, it starts at this age. This is the time. While they're in the age of the absorbent mind and there's no judgment and they're absorbing the world the way that it is, and what they absorb they will incarnate into their being you know it's the foundation of who they are so if they learn at this age that intrinsic motivation and choice and independence is a part of who they are they will take that with them forever and ever amen no. <laughs> except when they're teenagers no. um, so oh maybe we should practice these so These are really life-changing, really. Once you've learned to practice, Um, and I know, Ariel, you probably have a ton, Um, and Maria, you know, um, don't run. What do you say? Oh, let's practice walking together. I don't shush children. I just don't do that. I feel like it's, like, punitive. It's like you're shushing them, you know? Like, I just don't, I just feel like it's time to listen. We're listening. You can listen you know, it's not don't talk, it's listen, right, you're listening, um, stop, that's a good one, stop is something to do, you know, stop is a great one to use instead of no, you know, like, if you're really, if something's happening and it's not safe, stop, you know, that's a good one, other than no, what does that mean, that's like, you know, um, you can use a soft voice, you know, let's use soft voice. You can keep your hands in your lap. Um, it's time to go, you can get your things. You can, you know? Anybody else wanna? This will change your life if you do this. Yeah. If you, I mean, really. It's a
1: lot of you can It's not um, will you, it's not can you. You can walk, mm-hmm. you can it's put pictures on it. It's time, or do something. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. 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 And in a sense, that's a very, that's a very positive thing to say to someone because you believe in them. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put your jacket on. You can So what do you do mm-hmm. in the situation where you have like grandparents that are like well, No, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like ducks on the back. You think a million dollar <laughs> yeah. questions? You just let it you just let it flow. You can't trade. <laughs> Worry about them taking a step back or go at a in with the grandparents and they do things totally different. Right. You know, they're like, oh, We said, no, that's our kids. You know, that's our kids. I mean, do you, should you not worry about them? Should that? we give them your email? email? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: can bring them to the next talk right now. Um <laughs> I mean, yeah. line the yeah. whole family, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, so like I think you go back to the guidelines there for your limits, right? Like, I don't know, you know, you're gonna have to decide on like yeah. how how hard it is for you to recover from that and how much of an impact it's having on your children. You yeah. know, like I mean, you know, like there's a million things you're gonna have to decide like that, right. you know? So are you, are you going to let them watch a 15-minute video while you're in the shower? It's probably, like, I would recommend you don't do screen time at all, but, like, you need to take a shower. You're going to have to decide. You know? Like, right. are you going to let them go to Grandma's house because you, you have this, you know, you want to have a date? You I'd know. say with parenting, let the grandparents do
1: whatever they're going to do because they're going to do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can't really fight I them on it and <laughs> let yeah. them do it like just because they yeah. feel like they earned it. What, yeah. what,
2: what we always did um, back home is, um, if the children were go to the grandparents, that's their house, that's their rule, mm-hmm. and they have to be grandparents in a certain way. And I remember being with my grandparents; there were always things that I was allowed to do or to have, mm-hmm. and it was fun and it makes it make special. Mm-hmm. And my parents also watched our daughter one day a week. And we always said, okay, if you're coming in our house, then these are these are our rules because then mm-hmm. you're not the grandparent, but you're actually helping with raising your child. So you have a different role then. Mm-hmm. Right. But it also depends if you're able to talk to your parents, of course, like that, but that's how we did it. So if it's in our house, there are our rules and everybody has to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And when they're away, then, then yeah. They can do whatever they want. What's the confidence? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: and and it helped. It helped. It still helps. Mm -hmm. I would add that children are smart enough to understand like how one adult is going to talk with them Mm -hmm. versus another. And when I've had children tell me, Well, my mommy lets me do this or my teacher let me do this, I said, Okay, but I'm a different person and this Mm -hmm. is not what I allow. We've had
0: that we've had
1: that battle the whole time. 'cause we are anti TV and it's been a battle. And but the thing is some of those battles are not worth waging. Right. right. So you just you let them do it in a sense because there's nothing's gonna change them for them having like that little time. Mm-hmm. But I think you think of the bigger like your relationship and they wanna be like some people like don't know as much as we know. And they feel like that makes them closer when they like share stuff with them. Mm -hmm. So I don't like count that against them. Because they're like, Oh, let me do this, let me do this. I'm like, I don't do this, but I'll let you do this. And I think that's like something to be like you don't have to be rigid on it. Right. Even though I'm rigid on it, but it's also their grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't want to be that person. Yeah, I mean, but it is annoying when they don't respect your wishes. But like, then you just have to throw them down and say, "You win," because yeah. you're older. And it depends on
2: on, on what aspect. If, right. If it's if it's something that really defines you and being you, being you as a parent, then yeah, then it's really important there. Are, or of course, also things that you think, yeah. I wouldn't do it that way, but uh, are they gonna die? No, is it gonna right. be very bad? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Like what are the consequences yes. it's gonna be for yeah. you? You know, can you tolerate it or not? Yeah. Can you, know? you deal with it? Right. Are can the- you tolerate <laughs> okay. it? Right, like fast food. Yeah. You know, that was the thing with my parents. Yeah. Like there's probably lots of things like that that, you know, that's a wall for you and you don't even have to think about it. You know, my children know I'm never gonna buy them fast food. That's never gonna happen. They don't ever ask. You know, but they know that my parents might, you know, and they'll try. They'll try to get some Chick-fil-A. You and know, my stepmom was like
1: taking pictures the first time they took them, like eating in the car seat, which I was like, oh my god, you're eating in the car and you're eating Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it was, was like, like, okay, everything you say doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. So I think embrace it. Yeah, they're watching your kids. They're
0: yeah. I mean, down to earth when they if they're smoking know. cigarettes you know that would be different yeah. you know <laughs> like thing. Like, some things are going to be like oh we're just not going yeah. over there you know like yeah so positive phrasing that's a big one natural consequences so and i actually I, I passed out a handout about natural consequences this time. Logical consequences, we call them logical consequences or natural consequences instead of punishments, right? Like, there are consequences, you know? We don't believe in rewards and punishments, but that doesn't mean that everything goes. There are consequences, you know? And you are gonna have to figure out, like, what's the right consequence for this thing? like. There does need to be a consequence. The idea is that it's not punitive, right? And, like, the difference between something being punitive and being a logical consequence is, like, um, something that's punitive is really just meant to make you feel bad, right? It's not directly associated with what you did.
1: Would
0: that be, like, like spanking? Yeah, like, spanking would definitely be punitive, (laughs) right? Like... They're arbitrary, you know? Punishments are arbitrary. They have no relationship to what the action that happened. They're not meaningful, right? So a logical consequence would be like... um, It's not just
1: walking because you're running in the classroom and it's unsafe.
0: Right. Or even more like... yeah, I
2: was going to say, if someone throws sand in the sandbox, then they can... Get
0: out of the sandbox. Yeah, yeah then they're done. They're done, yeah. Um, oh, you're done in the sandbox. You can play on the monkey bars. Yeah. You can play at the mud kitchen. Or you can try again tomorrow, right? Oh, Sand stays on the ground. There's
1: been some spitting happening
0: at the table. Oh, so they can go and spit in the sink. Because <laughs> that's where liquids go. Redraft. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, um, potty words make me think you have to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. so you can go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, you, like whatever that it is, you know.
2: Is um, it also, for example, if they were cleaning up toys and stuff, if they don't clean up the toy, the toy... Not going to be
0: available, or yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, we or or it took you, it it took you so long to clean up that we we, we ran out of time for stories, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Like, time is your friend with logical consequences, right? Natural
1: consequence of energy, like, you've wasted all my energy, so now I don't have the energy to take (laughs) you (laughs) apart. That's
0: just next level. That's a good one. Like, <laughs> so, like, I'm going to be so tired, you know? Like, I
1: want to go to the park, but I don't. <laughs> it's like conservation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like, we have
1: a, a book before nap time, but yeah. a book is a time for listening. And if they're talking, then they're not able to hear me. So I said, okay, I guess you're not ready for a book. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the consequence, if you're not going to put your shoes on, I'm going to do it because you have to put your shoes on. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You have to protect your feet. We protect our feet when we go outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm.
1: Totally. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes the consequence is we don't move on to that next step because your feet aren't protected. So you sit and you wait. And some of our friends sit and wait on the bench and put on their shoes. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. (coughs) Mm -hmm. yeah getting to school in the morning that's a big one Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um you know and sometimes you can build things into the routine like if you are if you're like oh you know if we're at school by you know five minutes before or we leave school or say we walk to school right we can stop at this park and we can play for a little while, but we have to leave on time. Oh, we don't have time for that because we, whatever, we didn't do whatever, you know? So you can build things in so that it's like, oh, we don't have, we don't have time for outside play. We have to go straight to school, whatever, um, things like that. And so you just have to like, like when something happens and you you know a needs to ha- consequence needs to happen instead of timeout, you want to think about what would be meaningful, what would actually connect to this action, right? The
1: hardest thing about natural consequences is to not be punitive with them. Yeah. Because I was using consequences as a punitive measure. Like, as far as like, you're going to get consequences, and then it was like a punishment mm-hmm. instead of a natural consequence. And it was hard for me to think of when's a natural consequence versus a punitive consequence. Mm-hmm. 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 Right Like as far as like trying to mold what I want them to do.
0: Right. If you're trying to make them feel bad, then it's probably punitive. If you're trying to stop the behavior, change the behavior, then it's probably a natural consequence, right? Like, but the whole idea of like we need to make kids feel bad so that they'll do better is not really. It's just like not, it's not logical. it doesn't really work. Kids do well and they can. That's the belief. Kids do well when they can. And if they're not doing well, we can figure out what's going on to help set them up for success. So if they're, whatever, you know, um, kids who, maybe you they hit someone, you know, kids who hit someone. Kids hit people sometimes, you know. I don't know if you knew that. It, it, it is a behavior that happens, and you can stop it, and you have to be effective about it, you know, but you have to be strong. You know, otherwise, that's a, that's a pattern that can get out of control quickly because it can be very effective, right? Um, if you hit someone, that's what they want, right? So what, do, what can you do? Like what I do, there's lots of different things that you can do. Um, you're just going to be with me. If you're not safe with your body, we're just going to be together. I'm keeping you close. I love you. You're safe. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. That behavior is not okay. We're on hand holding. We're just, you and me, we're hanging out. We're on hand holding. You come with me everywhere I go. You know, no child wants to do that. You know? <laughs> you know? Like, it's not, it, I mean, it might feel punitive, but it is a logical consequence. You know, like, you, you, you do not have the capacity for freedom right now. You need to be with me. Or, you know, a big one that I would use is you have to sit at a table. He said, and the biggest one is, I'm going to choose your work. Like, whoa. That's like, whoa. Do you want, can you choose work or do you need me to help you? You know? It's like, and and making a choice can be really, really hard. I mean, I'll tell you, sometimes kids are like, I need you to help. I need you to help me. I don't like, I need help. I don't know. There's something about all this work on the shelf. I don't know what to choose. Yeah. Then I'm like, yeah, come on. I know the just right thing. <laughs> I have an idea. I have an idea about the just right thing. You really only know the just right thing. The child really knows the just right thing, but I can help. I have lots of ideas, you know. And you're the parent, and you can guide them, you know. But it's not like, um, you know, you hit someone and you're bad. You know, you're not bad. You're just not safe, and so I'm going to find a way to make you safe, you know. And then you can try again. Lots of trying again. Um, I think that brings us to this one. Five minutes, not perfect <laughs> So, um, trying again. And this one, I could make, this one, this could be a whole workshop. Modeling, um, model, role playing, practicing, trying again. Children need lots and lots and lots and lots of impressions of pro-social behaviors. You need it over and over again. And it doesn't have to be in the moment. It can be totally out of context where you just practice doing the right thing, whatever it is. You know, it can be practicing giving a compliment, practicing how, how to say hello, practicing how to go to bed, practicing how to walk through the gate. Independently, You know, whatever. You know, you can practice doing those things. You can model it. And, you know, there's so many pieces to this one. I'm going to try to go fast. Um, you can give them words until they have them. You can say, I don't like that. Oh, you don't like that. You know, instead of, you know, or whatever. Like, you can say, I'm mad. I'm mad. Or I'm sad. Whatever, you know. Like, when they're having big feelings, it, you do want to label it, you know? Like, you don't want to put them in a box, but you want to give them vocabulary for their feelings, you know? So, you can do that with conflict resolution, too. Like, they'll get it, you know, if you do the I messages, you know? And so, you, you get in the middle of, like, oh, so-and-so has the shovel, but I had the shovel first... You know, I want that shovel. It's my shovel. I use a green shovel, and now he has a green shovel, and there's no shovels for me, and I'm mad. I'm trying to take it, right? And I'm freaking out, and I'm crying, you know. And I, now I'm coming to you, and I'm freaking out, and I'm crying about it, you know. And you're like, "What's the deal? Ah, this is a shovel." And you're like, "Okay, okay, okay. Let's go talk to him about it." What could you say? You really want the shovel? What could you say? Can I have a turn? Oh, what works even better? When can I have a turn? That works amazing, you know? Oh, when I'm done. When I'm done, you can have a turn. Amazing. Children are like, okay. Oh, okay. I will get a turn. It's your turn now. It will be my turn next. All of this language, you know, they need the words They're not authentic to them yet, but when you give it to them, eventually they will be, and they just practice it. And then eventually, they're the older child giving the words to the younger child, helping them mediate their conflicts. Okay, modeling, that one could be more, you know. If you're really seeing behavior that you don't like, you can make a really dramatic deal about practicing the behavior that you do wanna see you know like sitting at the table wow look at dad he really knows how to sit at the table he <laughs> can sit at the table so long <laughs> can I add to that? yeah
1: we just had an experience today in the IC where I had a thought of modeling inappropriate behavior so mm. Maria could model how to respond so if you're in a, a team situation you know 'Cause I, I, I preface this by saying that everyone, you know, has moments of like, maybe I I come out of my body and I Oh I want it, I want it, I want it, you know, just out of emotion, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe as a team, you know, I I was reaching up and I was like, Maria, I want it, I want it And she said, Oh no, we wait. And we wait patiently and then we'll get what one and so I said, Oh, <laughs> you know, so it's like kind of modeling that non-example as well. You right. know, mm-hmm. to to show how someone might react, so that they can kind of like kind of see that. A model mock- for mock- you know? like I want yeah. to feel like that, but I'm not going to do that. So yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because we're all, you know, we're humans. Yeah. We're 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 all impatient. I was trying. It's true. You
0: know. It's true. So. It's true. My trainer would say, "Be careful." With modeling, and I do this sometimes too. Like, I'll, I'll, because children love it when you act like a little kid, too. Um, when you're the teacher, you know? Um, I'll like model talking really loud, you know? And they'll be like, oh my God. Oh my. <laughs> like, no, like, oh, you can use a classroom voice, you know? But you do have to be careful because especially with the group, then you'll get those kids who are talking really loud so we are trying that out, you know? So you do, like, you, uh, that can be a slippery slope with, like, modeling the wrong behavior, yeah. although it can be really fun and really effective, too, you know? You definitely want to model the behavior that you want, you know? Voice yeah, regulation. You, you want to model different. that. Rest. Second, like,
1: right? All second part, <laughs> yeah. part. They always remember the last part. When you say what you do, they always remember that last part. But I have to say, when we did that this morning, they were just like, kind of like, whoa. Right? Yeah. She knew. she knew we always, we always do it. the right way. It will, it will oh get God, their I'm
0: attention. So it way. will get their attention. Or if you act like you're throwing a fit or crying. Oh, they love, they love that. So I've had parents do that, just throw a temper tantrum in the store. And their kids are like, whoa. You're embarrassing me, Totally. I don't really recommend doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I know we I know we're wrapping up. This is the last one. Um, and this one I I feel oh no, there's two more actually, but I'll go really fast. Is um, you do want mm-hmm. to validate? You got to validate. You got to meet the kids where they are, right? Mm-hmm. You have to do this with all people. Bye, mm-hmm. all right, Allie, thanks for coming. It. <laughs> I'm I'm welcome really to get up. Um, <laughs> And so often this is actually all they want. I can't tell you how often a child would come up to me and say something. I like, oh.
2: yeah,
1: recognize your feelings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All human
1: kind. Oh. Yes.
0: That's it. Yeah. That's all. You know? Just validate, right? Like, like, it's terrible. He has the green shovel. Like, this is terrible news. And oh, I am like, <laughs> oh, you really want that green shovel. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... All the time, you know. So sometimes they are just, they just want to feel seen, you know. Like so often, like I miss my mom. I miss my mom. I'm like yes, you really miss your mom. I really miss my mom too. <laughs> I say it all the time, and they're like, you have a mom. <laughs> I'm like, I do, you know. And they're like, you get, you get me. You get me, you know. We're on the same team, you know. So, you know, like you don't want to skip that step because if you skip that step, they can get stuck and then you can't move on. You know, that's a big part of avoiding conflicts and getting stuck into power struggles is like you meet them where they are and then it will resolve. You know, if you skip that step, then it's like there's just they just keep waiting for you to acknowledge how terrible this is. Because in their world, this is a disaster, you know? Like, it's a huge deal, you know? My red coat is gone. Yeah. I left it at school. It's not here in this moment. I, I, can't imagine doing, I can't imagine moving forward with my life. Like, how can I function without this red coat? And you're just like, man, this is so hard. This is so hard. What are we going to do? You're on the same team, right? You're with them, you know? But you believe in them. You believe in them, and you're sure that they're going to figure it out, right? Like, oh, this is so hard. No, I know we're going to figure it out. You have to You have to communicate to your children that you believe in them. You know, if you're... This, and this goes to the next one, is presence. Um, and this one's a hard one to explain, but, like, it's real, right? Like, you emanate what, you know... What you're about, like whatever it is, like strong. You're sure. You are so sure. You are convicted, right? Like, I know that this school is the right place for you. You are safe here. This is the right place. If you believe it, they will believe it, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's the same with like anything that you're trying to do, you know? If you're not sure, and you probably have things that you're not sure about. You know, they're not going to be sure about those things, too. And they're going to push, you know, depending on what it is. Okay, you know, if you're worried about them, if you are worried about your child, they will know it and they will be worried, too. You know, they'll be like, oh, man, mom does not think I got this. And so I probably don't, you know, like, you know, when, and your kids might still be too young, but it will happen fairly soon something will happen at school and they'll come home and they'll tell you this kid did this thing to me and it's terrible and this kid is horrible. You know, it's actually their best friend. Okay. This is actually their best friend because that's why they're talking about them. You know, so like 90% of the time they're best friends and there was that one time where he took the green shovel and it's like devastating and that's what you're going to hear about. Like this horrible thing that happened and you're going to be like so empathetic and also like I know you're gonna figure this out. Like, I believe in you. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what you're gonna do. We can talk about some strategies, you know? But I believe that you are going to figure this out. You can do it. This is really hard, but you are a person who can do hard things. You know, you have to communicate that. I see parents who get so nervous, and their kids are so nervous, mm-hmm. even though they have skills, and they can do things. They can. So that, that that's my last that's my last slide presence. So thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. thank you.
1: You can ask me questions if you really want to. Or